Welcome to That Being Said Podcast. I'm Taylor. And I'm Aisha. Let's get into today's episode. Hey guys. Hello. We're back. Episode 7. Very excited. Yeah, it's episode 7. How crazy. Yeah, um, yeah we're really excited. Uh, like we say every episode, but like we're excited every week. It's a thing. We are. <laughs> It's, um, it's like an adrenaline rush. Yeah, it just is. Seeing how it's going to happen. What what's going to come out? Well, I mean, because last week, like we had recorded, like the morning of the morning of. Yeah, because someone went to Cairns and then I said, "Oh, it's raining." <laughs> but that, yeah, that anyway, that was that was a real thing. It was. It was. It would have been good, I guess, for the nature aspect of things, but also you wouldn't have been able to really hear much. Yeah. Although did I, I did sound. I listened back to it and I sounded so tired. Yeah. I'm at like, the start, we were like literally. <laughs> you can tell some of the parts where, like, I'm I'm stretching like mid. <laughs> like sentence like yeah <laughs> anyway um yeah really excited for this week's episode so um i guess jumping sort of back to last season uh one of our like early days yeah early days in the season but that was actually one of our like most um is well is our most popular episode which was the pole dancing episode um and that was like sort of where we went over like our own personal experiences um and the comparison cycle within the poll community, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we only touch very briefly, I guess, on um, sex workers. Yeah. Um, and I guess the community a little bit as a whole. Um, so that's why in this season we want to sort of, uh, I guess, expand a bit more and deep, uh, dig a bit deeper um, to go over those topics. And like Aisha and I said last season, we're obviously not sex workers and um, – you know, we we don't have a big broad or big understanding, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Of it. So we'd obviously, actually Yeah. Yeah, obviously we try to educate oh, ourselves. Absolutely. But we don't feel that it's our place to kind of talk for these people. Exactly. So we obviously, yeah, do try to educate ourselves uh each like sort of you know, time that we come across certain things. So we reached out to um, some sex workers who are happy for us to speak on their behalf, um, who have answered a few questions for us um, about their experience of, you know, being a sex worker and then going into a pole studio yeah. um, and sort of their experience, um, which has been really awesome to sort of chat with them. And they've been so, you know, open and uh, welcoming to any questions that we sort of have. Um, not necessarily all sex workers will be, and that's totally fair in the sense of it's really hard to actually be open and speak about it. Yeah, obviously there's still a stigma on the industry. No one should be forced to come out as a sex worker. No. No one should be, you know, not every story is one that they want to tell, maybe. Exactly, and I think as well from one of the, one of the girls that had uh, reached out, she said, this is just my experience. Everyone else's experience may be completely different, yeah. but this is my experience. So, um, yeah, a lot of them sort of are very similar in, in the sense of their experiences that we have reached out, but some are still uh, vary a bit. So, yeah, that's sort of – and then we'll sort of jump into the poll community that we're within yeah. at the very end and then an outsider perspective of those that literally don't have a lick of knowledge around pole dancing and what – their thoughts are and why that's their thoughts i guess yeah so yeah uh so we had three questions for each of these people basically we're just gonna we're gonna basically read them word for word we don't want to take anything out of context or remove any information um these are their words not ours so obviously it's important to stay true to what they're saying and then yeah i guess we'll just kind of chime in 
any yeah, thoughts any thoughts or feelings i guess about it yeah um so we are using them by then stage names that they've requested which is fine um because we want to respect that so we have both uh sasha lara and daisy um so we'll sort of um you know read the first question from sasha then we'll go to lara then daisy and then move on with the next question so it's sort of all sort of seamless i guess yeah cool um, so our first question was, do you feel as though the pole dancing community has been a sex positive community that supports sex work? Sasha said that I think 90% of the pole community is supportive. I think these days, I don't know. It's obviously, we only see a part of the community that is very sex positive. I know there's still plenty of studios that are like, this is a dance fitness yeah. studio. <laughs> yeah. This is a sport. And cause I guess we're in Canberra, there's not heaps and heaps of pole studios yeah in australia there's quite a few um sasha is actually from the united states Mm -hmm. um so i guess it'd be a completely different culture yeah i was speaking to a community on reddit and reddit's the most of the community there is from the u.s um and there was definitely less you know uh definitely less positivity around dancers and sex workers and Yeah. yeah Um, so it's sort of, I guess, interesting to sort of uh, read her perspective of what um, Pulse Jews have been like, because it's obviously, I would assume, is very different all around the world um, oh, with cultures and yeah, all cultures. that stuff. So, yeah, so I guess we'll jump to Lara. Um, so for the first question, so what we have here is I think slowly the appreciation is growing and some Pulse Jews are better at it than others, but I've still witnessed a lot of whore-phobic in classes from both teachers and students. Sometimes knowing sex workers are in that class uh, and other times not. Uh, yeah, which is... What could, I feel like that's very brutal. Face? Like, I just... That's so dehumanizing to know that you are actively speaking well, down as guess, someone who's yeah, in Yeah, and I guess because being an instructor as well, I would never... Ever, I mean, it just me as a general human being, I could never discriminate someone based off what they do for work. It's, not, it's still a job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so going on with that... Um, Generally in passing comments slash jokes, but sometimes a complete and outward lack of respect towards the community. I can remember working at a large strip club venue in Sydney that had a function room slash stage that some people would book privately and a pole studio would often host pole comps and showcases there. Um, I was working on the main stage near the entrance where the pole studio girls would have to walk past and the dirty looks and sly comments I got while working will always uh, stick with me. The irony of them coming in to use a strip club, but with a sense of I'm better than you was near, uh, was really jarring. I think that's, I don't know, for me, that's like one of the biggest points is how can I mm-hmm. actively participate in an activity like pole dancing? Oops, sorry. How can I actively participate in an activity like pole dancing and still, I don't know. I Well, you s- and still hold that stigma that is like is is still obviously very much out there. Like it, I am no better because I, you know, that I because I don't do it as a that's not my job. Um, I, I if anything, like you, I sort of look up to them because they, you know, that's that's what they're doing for work. That's their income. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean I'm better than them because I'm doing it in a studio and not in like you know a strip club there's like it's i i just i don't i don't really understand why you know especially a pole studio renting out a club because i feel like if you're renting out a club you're obviously the kind of studio that's like this is sexy this is fun yeah exactly right um so that's really uh, like it's 
you can understand why, you know, some sex workers don't feel comfortable to come out and speak about it because, you know, it, it would be very um, dehumanizing almost to have people come in and, you know, have those feelings towards them, which is just, yeah, insane. So Daisy says, I think that the poll community is a sex positive community, but the attitude towards sex workers is still not where it should be. I think that sex workers are looked down upon whether people mean to or not. People will treat you differently if they know you are or have been a sex worker. They assume that maybe you're a big partier or have a wild phase or had a wild phase or something. It's a real job that deserves the same respect as any other profession. People try to treat you like anyone else, but the underlying assumption that I'm a party girl or went wild is still there. I think the big thing is just realizing that it's a job. It doesn't reflect who I am as a person. I feel like I can't really speak as a sex worker because I was in the industry for 0.5 seconds, but I feel still, but I still feel the stigma around it all. I think that regardless of how long this person was in the industry, I think they should still be allowed a voice. Yeah. And um, after speaking with Daisy, she, I think she said she was in the industry for a few months mm. and for her to be in the industry for still such a little amount of time and for her to still come out with all those feelings is really, it's really sad. Yeah. Um, I know yeah. personally I did, um, when I was younger, I did hold this view that like, if you were a stripper, it must, you must be like down to party. And then I think at like a party we had here or something, a girl who was like quite close friends with us was like, oh yeah, I used to, like I used to dance. And I was like, whoa. And then she was just answering all these questions about it, like super casual. And I was like, oh, so it's like a job. And she was like, yeah, it was my job. Yeah. And I think that's the thing, like at the end of the day, like it's, it's no different to a job that we do. We know we just work, you know, generally during the, the day they work generally at night. Um, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't take away that, you know, they have, they're getting an income, they pay taxes, they, they still do all the other things that anyone else does because it's a normal job. It's a job. Like, (laughs) so we had a second question. So, um, do you feel supported as a sex worker in the poll community or do you feel othered or like a novelty? Um, I think that was a really good question. Um, so from Sasha, we have, my two studios are very supportive and I never feel awkward or different. The instructors are uh, sorry. The instructors always acknowledge that pole dancing comes from sex work, has classes taught by former strippers and has day classes available for strippers who work nights, which is, I think awesome, I guess for them. Cause you know, they do work bloody late nights and stuff. Um, I guess they would want to, you know, have some sort of routine to be able to attend pole classes, you know, to further expand their skills or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, so I think that's pretty cool, but yeah, I guess, it, I guess it's like sort of interesting in the sense of, yeah, like I said, they, they can still have that time to sort of progress themselves or, you know, still sort of feel included within the community to still be able to attend classes um, yeah. at times that really work for them, I guess. Something we got um, from conversation with strippers and mm. uh, other people was that, it, like, <laughs> pole skill is not really all that relevant. So, yeah, actually, from because we had got um, – yeah. a few questions from these three like yeah. or just them speaking of their experience um in the club and they sort of said uh, essentially like tricks are almost generally really pointless yeah um like you don't need to whip out like these big fancy tricks yeah um like it's not a, it's not a comp 
No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, and I guess that's sort of interesting as well because they're still, you know, they they want to build up that strength for themselves. So those they're doing those classes, I guess, for themselves. For themselves, which as is a hobby. Yeah, exactly. Which is awesome. And then you know they can progress that into work or whatever they want to do. Um, but yeah, that was really interesting to sort of see from them themselves as sex workers that yeah, tricks don't really mean shit. Really, all like all the time. It's necessarily not something that you have to be well rounded in. I guess. Um. So I guess yeah, if you want to go to Lara. Uh, Lara said half half some studios teachers and students have been amazing supportive and treated me no differently or even helped me with club friendly stage moves but I think there's always that undertone or fear of people either speaking about you when you leave the room especially if you've witnessed them do it to other people or other people not getting it uh yeah (laughs) yeah that's I think uh, from any point of view if you've seen someone talk Mm. about someone for xyz knowing that whatever reason yeah you could be talked about for the exact same thing yeah it's it's i feel like it's such a horrible feeling because um all of a sudden you realize that this person is not your ally no exactly and that's that would be so hard because you know if you think you're in a space that is very safe and welcoming no matter what but you have witness um you know them talking about others whatever it may be about it could be literally something not related yeah. Then it's like, okay, but then, you know, what happens if, you know, they're obviously then going to be speaking at me about, I don't know, about something, which is like fucking so shitty. I, I don't really understand why people do that, but, um, yeah. I, I, I think now that I've, I'm like, I'll be the first person to say that when I was a teenager, oh, and yeah. even in my early twenties, I'm still in my early twenties. I mean, last week, last week I wasn't a great person. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think the most important thing is constantly... I think everyone's goal should always to be to better themselves as yeah. a human. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, yeah, I think like we live and we grow and learn through these things. Uh, but in a community, sorry, where, um, well, I know the community that we're in, yeah. we're so supportive of people no matter what. There's there's lots of sex workers that are actually actively working within the studios that I'm in, Yeah, um, which is amazing because they're able to, you know, teach in a space where they know that they feel welcomed and safe um so it's just it's crazy to me that there is still i I mean like there's definitely going to be still studios that are like no this is fitness like like i've literally heard people before like oh sex work you'll know like i'm i do do pole fitness that's what i do it's like what do you mean you like you are literally doing something uh but then like try to dehumanize it like it was like this is off context but like I remember when I when I was spacing my ears and I remember a guy at work being like, oh, like, ew, those spaces. And I was like, yeah. And, like, he had fake ones. And I was like, oh, aren't they fake? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, that's that's the exact same okay. thing. Okay. <laughs> like, you're literally saying that's disgusting, but you project, like, you're pretending. It's the same thing with pole. Like, yeah. you can say, oh, that's gross. But then you're, you're still doing it. Like Yeah, it's, you're still like, oh, I want to do a fun, sexy. Oh, yeah. It just annoys me. Fuck off. Yeah. I think we'll probably make the same point 50 times, but yeah. you should always be supportive of the people who built your industry. Yeah, exa- exactly right. Like, they, they are the people that sort of have made it what it is. Don't try and, like, like I said before as well, don't try and dehumanize them because of the stigma that you, for some reason, still continue to have. Yeah. It's fucking 2022, girl. Educate yourself. <laughs> um, so, Daisy um, didn't have anything to say for that one. So, if you want to jump back to Sasha, maybe. Cool. So that brings us to our third question. <laughs> How can pole studios educate themselves or support sex workers and their industries more within studios? Uh, more instructors 
to become strippers and strippers to become certified instructors. There would be no divide if more of us were on the same page. Um, yeah, so I guess that's sort of an interesting uh, perspective uh, we have there. So we have Lara and Lara said, I think having teachers vocalize and destigmatize sex workers is a huge thing to shift the culture, lack of understanding in a lot of classes, particularly, uh, particularly if they are or were sex workers themselves. Not many studios specifically promote themselves as sex worker friendly either, but obviously the actions have to follow the statement. But I know a lot of dancers are too intimidated to even go to a studio because they are unsure if they'll be accepted into community. And that's like, I guess, a real, that's a real fear for them. Like, I guess, yeah. you know, that they're, they're scared to sort of go into a studio where, you know, because sometimes, well, actually, I don't want to make a generalized statement. But, you know, they, they could potentially have just started at, that's where they started pole dancing. You know, they wanted to become a sex worker and that's where they started. Yeah. And maybe they want to go to a studio setting to learn something. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there they would be that real fear of, like, oh, like, am I actually even welcome to you? Mm. Um, yeah. So that's that's actually a very good point. That you I said know there. a lot of people who have gone, like, both directions. They've yeah. started doing pole and then they've met strippers or they've, yeah. you know, been introduced to the work. And then gone on to do it. Or yeah, inspired to go do that, yeah. Yeah, or they've started in a club and then been like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. Do more of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think at the very basic, having an understanding that even if not all the moves slash routines would fit into a strip club or sex work space, the roots of the culture are there for the music, mm. outfits, dancing, etc. Pole dancing wouldn't be where it is today without sex work. And I think a lot of people overlook that and see them as being more elite slash classy. Yeah, definitely. If if we can remove strippers, it's like a cool, sexy thing we do. Um, yeah, I, I just think, I, I guess, like, she, like you know, she said, like, I think at least a very basic having to understand that even um, if not all the moves or routines would fit into a strip club, the roots of the culture and they're from the music, outfits and dancing, etc. Yeah. Um, it's so true. Like, it's, you'll often see people be like, oh, no, it's from, like, this acrobatic performance or something yeah like they're trying okay like i guess you could say that that's kind of where some of the moves come from but you can't look me in the eye and tell me that like studios that do strip classes and things like that are from chinese acrobats yeah yeah exactly like Like it's i feel like you're really just trying to remove you're clutching at straws like trying to find anything else except for the actual logical the reason if you can look at like modern pole dancing in the way we do it where it's more sensual if you can look at that and tell me that that has nothing to do with strippers you're dumb you're dumb yeah exactly um so yeah that was a that's a really good point i I feel like like as an instructor myself Mm. Obviously, you know, wanting to, there's been times where I've done workshops and stuff. Um, if I've done a certain song, uh, I think there was one song in particular uh, that was actually the film clip was um, of sex workers and sort of uh, they were sort of raising um, awareness of, you know, all the amazing things and type of people that do it. Um, and I, I sort of said, like, before I started the workshop, like, we're doing this song. And actually, there, there was a whole thing that came out around this film clip. And I sort of spoke about it briefly. And I go, if you have time, check it out it was like like it was really empowering um but i can't really give personal experience because i don't have that yeah um and i don't want to you know say the wrong thing or you know or say it in the wrong way it's this complicated intersection where obviously we don't want sex workers to be responsible for doing the work yeah but also we (laughs) it's also not our place to be like this is what it is yeah because i rather them get it 
from you know someone in that industry um, that can be quite clear about what it actually is instead of yeah. me making assumptions on what it is or what I think it is. And that's, again, why we reached out to these sex workers to get their perspective on this, not what we assume their perspective is. It's. I feel like when it comes to educating yourself on this, it's a lot the same as trying to educate yourself on any marginalized community. You are responsible for doing the work, but you need to be listening to their voices. Exactly. Um, and I think that's a thing like I... I try to learn every day about things, uh, especially if I'm not well-rounded in it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest thing to remember is is this is three people's experiences. Yeah. Um, this isn't something to completely go off. Everyone's experiences is different. Yeah. After this podcast, after this episode, go out and, you know, read up on it more or, you know, if it's something that isn't that you quite agree with, read up on it or reach out, you know, try and have conversations with people within the community. Um you know, if, if it's that much of a concern, really, um, I don't know, like, it, like you have to inform yourself to understand it, I guess. Like, you can't just assume that these three people that, oh, okay, but you, you can't just, like, say that these three people, oh, but they said this, so that's what it means. But it's like, no, this is three people's opinions. Yeah. Anyway, that was going off track, but <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> so back to our question, that was a while ago. How can the... <laughs> How can the Polish studio community educate themselves or support sex workers and their industries more within studios? Daisy said, I think the best way for the community to educate themselves is to not jump to conclusions. Oh, that actually goes very... Yeah. (laughs) And actually meet and talk to sex workers before they form opinions about them as people. Yes, which ties in very well with what we... Literally just said. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I guess we don't really need to reiterate, but yeah, like just literally educate yourself more on it. Don't fucking make the assumption. As people, individual people. Yes, they're individual people. Humans. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's no different, you know, when people tell their life stories, each people has an individual story and experience and perspective on this. Yeah. Don't just go off the one thing. Be open, talk to more people. If you really want to know more, speak to a lot more. And don't, I guess, not that I know any person would don't force them to tell you everything some people it can be you're very entitled yeah, to no. anyone's story exactly you're not you don't they don't owe you anything that if they don't want to if they want to tell you two sentences and that's all they, that's all that they they have to they don't really yeah. need to go on so yeah mike daisy said fucking don't make assumptions <laughs> so going to our last question uh we've established pole as a hobby and stripping are very different but do you have any closing statements about this um sasha didn't have anything to say for this one so we'll jump to lara uh so i think the great thing about both pole dancing as a sport or hobby and stripping sex work is that it's so fluid and you can make it work how you want it to for you Mm. uh, which i think is really great you can create your own style you can do it how you want and feel liberated at the same time there's no one way to do either and you can do both or you can choose one that suits you. But respecting and understanding both worlds will ultimately allow you to not only be a better performer, but I think just a nicer human in appreciating all the different varieties of pole and the people within the community that go along with it. Sex work is real work. It's hard work. And it's so much more than just dancing. Some shifts, the dancing is how you make your money slash tips and other shifts, you need to rely more on your conversation skills, entertaining and adapt to a variety of customers. It can be a physically and mentally exhausting. So if a sex worker is going to a studio, it's either because they want a fun outlet like everyone else, or they just want to work on their skills to improve, maintain the hustle. Regardless of the reason, it's so much nicer to walk into a space where you know you won't be looked down on for practicing something that essentially relates to the work that you do. 
that's like a i feel like that's feel such like a powerful that, that's so like eloquent it is like i think that literally just sums it all up there like it's yeah you know i feel like it's really powerful that you know she said um it's they want an outlet as well where they can just either if it's just to have fun or yeah. it's for them to work on their skills for their job that they do every yeah. day they should have that space to feel safe i feel like that's why i want to ask about their industry being like novelty, novelty yeah novelized yeah because There's probably a word for that <laughs> but, but yeah because we and this again we can't make the assumption that they probably love it all like you know yeah she's put it so great for us to be like it's either for, like you know that for whatever reason it is they want a space where they feel safe yeah um we all want to yeah everyone like, does but i think like it's just like I, oh my god i feel like that was just worded so perfectly for us to sort of understand i guess people within the poll community i hope that they listen to that and you know if anything if for some reason they have some weird stigma still in their head that they drill this into their head and like sort of listen yeah to the words coming from an actual sex worker yeah so daisy said i think they are separate as a hobby but a lot of the girls start pole dancing enjoy how it feels to move their body centrally and powerfully and decide to give it a go anyone who's considering trying it i think they should go for it you never know if you like something and don't try it. So anytime it's safe to do it, why not? It was a great experience for me and the girls working at the club were really supportive and kind. So I guess that sort of wraps up our questions that we had for those sex workers. Um, and like we said, like we wanted to do this and speak with them. We've spoken on their behalf, obviously, but yeah. we've not changed any word or altering because we want their it to be true for what they've experienced and their you know stories behind it. 100%. And as we've said, and we'll say it again, this was their experiences, exactly. three people's experiences. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, I think it's amazing. I guess it was how, you know, it was mostly similar, but some were different in the sense, you know, from US and Australia. So, yeah, yeah, I think that was really awesome. We hope at least you guys take something away from that section. And we do recognise that these were relatively positive experiences. Rem- yeah, yeah, remarks. And- yeah, yeah. Um, we're obviously not jaded to the fact that that is not always the case. Exactly. And I think that was the thing as well. Um, maybe they just particularly didn't want to really, I'm sure there would have been experiences that would have been uncomfortable. And they, like we said, again, people don't owe us anything. Yeah. Um, and when, and if they are comfortable to speak about that, um, they will. Taylor and I feel very strongly that we are not entitled to extra information. We don't want juicy. No, I'm not going to force anyone to speak about something that, um, you know, was traumatic. Okay, yeah. So we hope at least that sort of has helped you guys listening to sort of get a bit more knowledge on sex workers. I think that was literally amazing. I'm, I've learned so much even just speaking with them. Yeah. Um, which has been really really cool. Um, so I guess we'll jump into the last sort of two parts of this episode. So I sort of put a poll up on my story earlier today. Uh, well, this week, <laughs> you're listening on Sunday now, and this is not Sunday. Um, but Keep the illusion. They don't yeah. know what day we record. <laughs> Time is uh, a mystery. <laughs> uh, anyway, so I sort of put a poll up saying what pole dancing has done for those within the community. Um, some of them are quite short and sweet. Um, we will say their names. I did let them know that when we when I was putting on that, I would mention them in the episode, and they were more than happy to, which is awesome. So I guess go one by one. Um, I'll start, I guess, first. So we have Kayla. <laughs> I love Kayla. Kayla's, everyone knows who Kayla is at, is at the brass room, I guess. Uh, she used to be one of the instructors. 
literally amazing. Um, I love her Instagram yeah. stories. Oh my god, little Hux and he's just the cooking. But he's always doing absurd things as well, which is just so amazing. Oh my god, I literally shout out to Kayla. I hope you're listening. Love you so like, much. I don't know. She's like doing country lady things. Oh my god. So anyway, I just have so so much love for her. Um, she has actually has gonna side note. Uh, what's the word? Um promote here she has her own little side hustle which is uh what she makes she makes her own like lingerie and sells it it's amazing with our or what she makes was involved with our giveaway for last season yes okay love you kayla anyway we'll get to the point of what she has said (laughs) um so she said i've made the best friends and that is so true like i've I've made so many friends within the community that, like, I feel like will be lifelong friends, um, which is just so awesome. Everyone can connect, which is amazing. <laughs> okay, so going on to the next one, we have Beth. Uh, Beth, again, is, I mean, like, literally everyone in this list is amazing. <laughs> I feel like I'm, like, giving a little backstory to each of them. Anyway, Beth is literally amazing. Um, Beth, oh, Beth, um, she did the high school musical in Classique. Do you remember that? Classique? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sharpe. Oh, yeah. my God, I love that performance. I was immediately here for it yeah as soon as it started started, as soon as i saw her in all the pink i was like yeah girl yes get it um so let's go with what beth says so beth has said uh it's taught me to be myself and love myself also men ain't shit (laughs) which i mean i love like i men ain't shit you know doja cat ain't shit that song pops Mm. off love doja cat as well um i I, I have a very bad obsession not a bad obsession i just literally a very it's a bad obsession with it. Like I, I literally listened to it I'm on like repeat. Up. Yeah, when I when I literally when it came out, I listened to it in my car on repeat, and I still do. Like you know when like you get like the Spotify Wrapped. Yeah, yeah, it was Doja Cat, and I was like, I oh, it's not Mac Miller and Doja Cat, and I was like, does not surprise me. Anyway, Doja Cat's a pop icon. Yeah, if you, if you don't know, if, anyway, you know, you stop, I get off track. It's so fucked. Anyway, um, Lexi. Now Lexi also used to be instructor at the brass room. Flexi Lexi used to be her name. She's so kind. Lich, have you seen her toe point? Yes. It's insane. It's like a ballerina. Toe it is. Point. It's insane. She's so beautiful. And like, I, she... I I envy the toe point. Oh. Her, and her calf. Her as a general human is just lovely. Miss Lexi. Mm. Um, she, Flexi Lexi. Yeah, is I miss her. Factual. Yeah. That's it's the actual thing. You should see her, how flexy she is. Like, she will do insane and things. Strong. Fucking strong. Did you not see her also in Classic and any other fucking comp that she's done? Literally mm. insane. Uh, shout out to Lexi. But what Lexi has said is given me an irreplaceable community of friends and family that support me to be my best self. I think that's so sweet. And that's so true. Like the community and the people and friends that you make are really supportive. Uh, so we're going to the next one. So we have Celine. And Celine is also a very sweet human, really down to earth. Um, again, I feel like all these people that I've like, spoken, I've seen them perform and they're literally insane. Like they're all amazing. She was so slinky. Yes. Literally. Again, classic, all of them in classic slinky as literally insane. I just, little, little slinky snakes. Little, yeah, it was oh, anyway. Amazing. She's also, oh, anyway, the sweetest person. I'm getting off topic here Beautiful saying hair. how amazing. Yeah. Oh my, the colors, the curliness. Oh, <laughs> Love it. Love you, Celine. Uh, anyway, so she says that it has helped heal my relationship with my body and become confident with my sexuality. And I think that's so important because, mm. like, I guess for both of us as well, like we said in the first episode, uh, pole dancing has allowed that for us and lots of and lots of others within the community, I feel. So. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely 
I think it's it's very common to use it as an outlet for like yeah. relearning or even absolutely first the body exactly, and that's how I definitely felt. Um, and then we're going to Vanessa. Vanessa uh, is also the one sending through all my punk flow suggestions she's a sweetheart as well um so i've never liked myself in swimwear or pole wear i'm never even that naked at home or in my own bed the pole room completely makes me forget about my any of my body dysmorphia and allows me to feel momentarily free because of the welcoming community which is really sweet i like that i and that makes me like really happy i guess because Mm -hmm. i I feel like there has definitely been times when i've been teaching where i actually have had some students come up to me um and they've like said oh like you know like it's nice to see someone of a similar size to me instructing and being able to do this and i was like like i didn't you don't really know what of an impact that you can have on people's lives and it was it's really sweet that people really start to feel comfortable i think it's so common in like all spaces to look for people who look like you especially i think it's common to look for someone that looks like you and it can instantly just make you and i think i was the same when i first started pole because like you know i pole i my body did change a lot throughout pole yeah um but when i started i was in the same headspace i was just looking for at least someone that was similar to me um so i could at least feel a bit of comfort Mm. um but even when people find the comfort in just you know how they feel how they feel about themselves after that's all that you could ask for um and then lastly we have amy sang sanger banger literally insane also the friggin most kindest person i've ever met literally so funny I kind of, I, I, yeah, Miss Sang Studios as well. She's done a few photos, our videos, sort of promos. She's amazing. She's a insane performer. Yeah, like if you've seen her friggin' perform. Phenomenal. Oh, uh, was it not classic? She was a judge at classic. Um, Miss Pole Dance. She did a performance at classic. Yeah, oh, she did. No, but Miss Pole Dance. Let's talk about. Oh, I felt like she was staring into her soul when she's like had this stick and she's like do, amazing do, stage do, presence. Do, and then like looking the. Oh my god! Literally insane. She's gonna be at Pole Icon. We're gonna go mm. watch it. It's gonna be amazing. Um. Anyway, Amy Sang, literally legendary. So she has said, "Help me release all judgment and accept myself as I am," which I think is so sweet. I love that. Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's very relatable for a lot of people. Mm. Um. And like we said, we want to go to people in the pole dancing community, and these are mostly from people that we know. Um. And what it's done for them, and as you can see, especially most of these come from the exact same sort of studio. Mm. That that's a common feeling is that they feel very loved and cared for and lots of yeah i don't know very sweet very sweet all right so i think we're gonna wrap this one with we've got some thoughts from people outside of the pole community uh i guess we just thought this was interesting because yeah sort of see their perspective on it yeah um just to sort of see their feelings i guess or like a lot of it's been actually quite positive as well so i feel like uh the negs yeah, I feel like they, I feel like, no offense, they might be almost too embarrassed to give anything negative because I would literally apply back being like, you're dumb. Also, I feel like it's very, it really speaks to. Oh, well, speak to them as a person. How they feel, like, you know what I mean? I know. Keyboard warrior? Is that the word? Yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. Like, yeah. if, if they even literally started with me, I would or have been like. they know that it's not the right. Yes, yeah, yeah. exactly. So these are all actually very positive. So. Love that. Anyway. Love these for all of us. Anyway. Uh, Matt says, I see pole dancing as a way for many people to build their strength and confidence, both physically and mentally. Agree. Yeah. <laughs> Correct, Matt. Correct, Matt. Well done. <laughs> I follow many local pole dancers because I'm completely floored by the strength and skill they possess. It takes a lot of a lot to finesse the results and to have... It takes a lot to finesse the... <laughs> it takes a lot to finesse... <laughs> 
Finesse? That's gonna work. Finesse. You know, like uh, the Bruno Mars song, yeah, Finesse? <laughs> it takes a lot to finesse the results and to have it flow to music, which is also impressive. Very true. Um, Definitely you'll get to a level if you haven't started pole. If you haven't, you must. Anyway, <laughs> you definitely get to a level where all of a sudden you're like, oh, shit, I might have to actually train to do this. Yeah. Because then you're like, oh, shit. And then, like, also trying to keep it in time with music. Yeah, uh, flow is hard. Yeah, like, no offense. Like, uh, Especially, like, as someone who doesn't have a dance background. That, well, yeah. That's the part that's fucking hard. And I think, I think for me, I'm more of, like, a music person in the sense of, like, I wait for beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so, like, I try to, like, whenever I'm doing something, like, to hit a beat. And I, it's and like, yeah. When you, it's slightly off topic, but when you're coming to, like, teach dance to adults who have never danced and you're like, <laughs> yeah. So we do an eight counts. We do an, I was we so do on beats. We do on lyrics. What's happening? When yeah, well, I was so confused when I first started pole because I think um you know dance teachers like Amy sang and stuff. I think they're very much on beats yeah. like duh And then where where I'm just like so out of it and don't know what's going on. The I'm limit like, of like my count knowledge is five. <laughs> I'm like six, what's an eight? What's an eight? eight? What's an eight? Like I'm so confused. But yeah, Dale says my instant thoughts are they. My instant thoughts are always they be strong AF. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very strong. Oh, but some I, people like look at it and they're like, oh, easy. Actually, I look at it. And I I'm do like, often. Easy. Yeah. And I, then I'm like, no, not easy. <gasps> I literally see a move on Instagram. I'm like, I can do that. I remember one time I I've been pole dancing for like three months and I texted you and I was like, what should we do at training? You were like, oh, I don't know. I was like, okay, let's do this thing where we do a handstand. And you were like, <laughs> like i'm all for doing risky things i don't think we can do that like i love to keep without knee pads and do things oh this was just something not in my skill level <laughs> yeah I, I well i mean i also generally will find something i'm like oh yeah we can do this and it turns out you cannot it turns out you actually have to train <laughs> amy says it's fucking hard so much respect for anyone who does it because i can't haha <laughs> like, i feel like anyone can do it you can do it amy. any amy you can do it anyone can do it amy do it <laughs> Excite was like a, a like company, so I just put Excite. Uh, Excite says, I think it's physically demanding and those who excel and enjoy it are to be praised for being persistent. And everyone who does it is to be praised. Yeah, exactly. It's my feels. Everyone that does it, literally getting up and doing it. I think this it. kind of speaks to like your own... I don't, I don't want to take this person's words out of their mouth. No, no, no. I like guess turn it into something different. But it's not just the good, beautiful, gooey pole dancers who are to be celebrated because it's yeah, really it, hard and it's really scary oh my god yeah and then even like you know like i feel like it's hard as well if, especially like say if you take time off or even like just it's generally been hard for you yeah getting getting into class and doing it is just as much to be praised i guess olivia says i feel that it's such a bandwagon down with a huge if you don't post a video it didn't happen culture yeah yeah i guess like it's i, I think we spoke sort of more on that last episode but yeah i definitely feel like there's almost like a pressure to make sure you're keeping up mm. with what everyone's doing, trending moves. Very true. Because yeah. then it's like, like I said, taking time off as well, I felt like I had to post even though I wasn't doing anything. I'm like scared to go back. Oh, <laughs> I know. but I, And that's the thing. It's like it's a real fear because it's like, oh, like. i got to keep it on the DL so I'm back to where I was. Yeah. yeah, But like even then, I feel like it's very hard as well, I guess, to be quite open that, you know, you've struggled and stuff. Because you don't, you don't owe it to anyone to really explain if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, but I, it makes me sad that people feel like they should have to hold off from doing it until they get back to where they were yeah um it's it's a mental thing and an internal thing i think it also comes down to like you're not oh this is like weird toxic fitness motivation but you're not going to get back to where you were if you just be sad about not being yeah 
Yeah, like I, I feel like, but also you're it, allowed to do that as well. Yeah, it does. It does feel like it's like a oh, like I definitely feel like if I do a movie, I'm like oh, I have to post that because like otherwise people won't think I've done it. But like, you don't have to post anything you don't want to. And Rory says I think pole is a sport art slash art form that requires high levels of technique, mobility, and functional strength. These are very true, and if you start training pole at a higher level, you definitely figure out that uh, you need flow you need strength but Mm. you also need functional strength outside the studio you need mobility you need rehab you need prehab it's a whole thing absolutely uh it amazes me how deep it goes and i wish i hadn't destroyed my elbow a few years ago so i could learn Mm. r.i.p rory's elbow (laughs) r.i.p (laughs) this one's actually kind of an interesting take and i'm gonna read it because i think it's really yeah interesting that was dumb It's been really gentrified. Uh, Katie says it's been really gentrified in its advertising to mainstream audiences. And I love, and love that. It's been really gentrified in its advertising to mainstream audience and love that, but it's almost lost its roots and the understanding that was a, that it was a form of employment for sex workers. 100% agree. Mm. If you like, are just getting into pole and you Google pole, you get to see studios that are no heels, mm. bike shorts, singlets no mention of a body roll or anything. Um, and then once you start getting a little bit more into it, uh, it definitely, the type you're, you're going to see on Instagram is going to be slim women who are extremely flexible mm. and very strong. And that's kind of how it gets seen before you start kind of digging, digging deep. deeper. Yeah. They're 100%. just the people that have the followers. So if you start Googling stuff, that's what yeah, comes exactly. up basically. Exactly. The whole I do like, but I'm not a stripper thing makes me sad. Um, yeah, I definitely think I said last time that I think the not a stripper hashtag is gross. Yeah, fucking. Do it for fitness. It's excellent for that, but don't shame its origins and don't try to diminish them either. 100%. Mm-hmm. Going on bigger girls, I wouldn't say that I'm huge, but I am bigger than the advertised standard. And anytime a brand reports someone, it's a slim white female and it's so disheartening. I definitely think that this is me talking, sorry. I definitely think that. Um, this person actually goes on to say what I'm about to say, but <laughs> I'm just going to like have my thoughts as I'm having them. Diver- diversity in poll definitely does have quite a way to go, mm, yeah. especially what you get exposed to on Instagram and places like that. And as this person said, what's kind of like the, the face of the brand type situation. Yeah. And I guess studios as well, I guess. Like I remember when I first started instructing and I was actually very petrified because I'd I'm not tall, um, mm. overly slim or anything like that. I was actually very scared to start pole dancing as an instructor because I was like, and again, this is probably more internal thoughts, but I think because yeah. of my perception of it, I was like, is anyone going to even want to learn off me because I don't look a certain way? Um, but yeah, I definitely think that still has a very long way to go. I feel like studios are definitely learning and expanding. Um, I know that uh, from the instructor team now, it's, progress so much and so much diversity there um yeah poll preaches about how it's accepting of all body types and it is to a degree but it's got a long time to go to be actually inclusive yeah yeah i agree with that it's a good point um yeah i guess like like we said like poll has a long way to go in regards to sort of still meeting sort of the standards like you know the that like I don't know this has got like it's not really making sense like it just still has a long way to go um I feel like everyone's learning every day new things um and I really think it's important not to pull people down um 
instantly yeah, about things. Making an effort to educate. Pe- yeah, yeah, people are learning. And I think at the same time, I am not educated enough to teach others about certain things. Yeah. So I'm not going to try um, and educate people in something I'm not well informed about. I will encourage them to seek reading up on it and stuff like that. I think this has kind of been spoken about a lot in social media recently, especially in the last two years when we've had a lot of very big political events happen where people were making statements, but then they were like, I probably shouldn't have. I kind of needed to pull back and educate myself. And I think we should definitely not, I don't think we should always be expecting people to talk on an issue yes. before they've had an opportunity to educate themselves. And I, I 100% agree with that because if you are not informed about it, but and I, I, I have felt the same way, I guess, with the social media following. Not that I have a huge following, but on my poll account, like there's over like a thousand people on there feel pressured to have a say on a certain thing. Yeah. When I don't know anything about it, yeah. I it, you do you have that pressure because you're like. And then, like, you know, you'll speak up about it, and but it's the wrong way or, like, you know, you haven't understood it quite correctly. And then you get slandered even more. I feel like it's so important to remember people are human. People fuck up. They're, like, people fuck up with lots of things. They – I just don't see how people think it's okay to then instantly take that out of context because social yeah. media is always taken out of context. Uh, text messages, uh, posts, everything can be taken out of context how you read it. There's actually a very good, like, video – of these two comedians where he's reading a text, but he's reading in in a tone and he's re- one of them's reading it in like such a light tone. The other one's reading like, Oh, he wants to go sort of thing. It's the same with social media posts, like fucking give people the time to learn properly. Don't slander them straight away. Fucking be an adult and message the person, like talk to them in that way. But yeah, I guess obviously we've spoken a lot about the positives of the community today. Um, we'll say it again. We mm-hmm. do want to recognize that these are, positives and there are some critical statements but for the most part these are positives yeah um every community still needs critical statements because critical statements allow you to continue to figure out how to grow and learn Mm -hmm. do encourage that obviously there are negatives to everything yeah uh people who are going to have negative experiences i think it's important to be able to live those experiences yeah absolutely um I, I we hope at least like this episode it's been able to at least expand your knowledge a bit more i know for both aisha and i it has uh yeah for sex workers like so much because you know like we said we only saw sort of like a front view of it not really in depth too yeah. much um and yeah like again we, we were said gonna make yeah. this episode like a month ago and then we were like yeah Ooh, actually yeah no i i feel like because we sort of got more advice about the club life and that, yeah. all, all of that was really, really great. Um, we wanted – if they felt comfortable to tell us their experiences within the studio because we are – both Aisha and I are in the studio um, as students. Mm. We have a very different experience to what they would have. And everyone else is going to have a different experience. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, there'll be other sex workers that may have completely different things. And like we keep saying, these are three people's experiences. It could be completely different for the next three that we potentially could speak to. We also want to clarify, we didn't go out to find people with positive experiences. No. What we had done, especially for this episode, I think to make it clear, I had popped a poll on my uh, Instagram saying, oh, not poll, sorry, just like sort of like a 
like a, a story. Yeah. Like that's what it was to just say, hey, we're going to be making an episode and we're just reaching out to see if anyone in the sex working industry would feel comfortable um, to sort of tell a bit of their experience or, you know, feelings about certain things. I let them reach out to me because I didn't want to feel like I was approaching certain people when not asked to. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if no one felt comfortable too, that would have been fine. Like I, you know, we would have just pushed it off or whatever. Um, but yeah, it was just really great that we had these three, uh, sex workers speak with us. So we hope that you guys learned something. Like we said, we definitely did. Um, let us know your thoughts about this as well when we post. Um, and if you want us to do maybe like another... Another poll. Like. Yeah, I feel like poll ones are really interesting to sort of dive into. This one was definitely... Yeah. Mm, yeah, this one was really, really good. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. It was really, really good. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening. And, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye.